0: We all know it. There's always unnecessary side drama in Chicago politics. So when Governor Pritzker made a few key moves this week that stripped Mayor Lightfoot of some power, we were watching.
1: Does it mean that Pritzker and Lightfoot have like voodoo dolls of one another? Certainly no. I'm not, not saying that.
0: We take the wide angle today on the issues dividing the governor and the mayor. Today is Friday, April 9th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. First, a little bit of news, y'all. An update on the child who was shot in a car while on Lakeshore Drive this week. Yeah, let that sink in. The police arrested a man who was in the car with the child but it was for unlawful use of a weapon by a felon. Cops are still investigating the other car that was involved in what they're calling a road rage incident. The University of Chicago issued a stay at home order yesterday after a cluster of more than 50 cases of COVID have popped up on campus recently. Now all classes are remote and students must stay put for the next week. Officials say it's the worst outbreak of COVID since the start of the academic year and believe it's being driven by frat parties and probably white claws. some good news headed into the weekend. The Museum of Science and Industry's 51st annual Black Creativity Juried Art Exhibition is back. I was lucky enough to see the exhibit yesterday and it is absolutely breathtaking. Manny Juarez from the museum told me, "'They waived the entry fee amidst the pandemic, to get more emerging artists involved check out today's newsletter for a couple picks from your boy yeah i'm also a photographer as always remember to pass the newsletter and podcast on to your friends and family at citycast.fm chicago yes they deserve nice things too that's your quick news for friday april 9th stick around They're both Dems because this is Chicago, but Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Governor J.B. Pritzker have lately been looking like they are not on the same side. Pritzker signed a couple bills that could strip Lori Lightfoot of some power, especially in negotiations with the teachers union. Well, let's be honest, Lightfoot doesn't really need any more smoke. And as COVID numbers rise again, the governor is rolling back some plans to reopen the state. But the mayor is giving bars and restaurants the green light as long as they keep customers at capacity. Amanda Venneke keeps an eye on the governor as a correspondent for WTTW Channel 11. And Alex Nicken is editor of Daily Line Chicago. Amanda and Alex, thanks for helping us break this down. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Y'all are so amazing. Even just the taking turns to say thank you. Like, talking to reporters, it's... It warms my heart. We're
1: all on the same team, unlike (laughs) Illinois Democrats.
0: Uh, Yes. COVID cases are up. But Lightfoot is saying she expects the city to stay on track for reopening. Pritzker is slowing down those restore Illinois plans. How confusing has this process been as the mayor speaks from one place and the governor speaks from another?
2: I mean, it's been difficult for everyone. Anyone who lives inside Chicago as I do and has been trying to check for a vaccine, and the questions have been the whole time do I go by the Chicago guidelines, do I go by county guidelines or state guidelines? And for a long time, especially for people who have been younger but had pre-existing medical conditions, it's been a matter of looking at local Walgreens or different providers and trying to figure out, okay, are they going by the state guidelines where I'll be able to get this vaccine, or are they going by the city guidelines where I won't? So interestingly, suburban Cook County, the Cook County Department of Public Health has said, we're going to get on board with the state plan. We are going to make everyone eligible for a vaccine by April 12th. The city, um, characteristically in this process, has been a little slower, said, wait a minute, we're not sure. We don't know if we have enough doses. So ultimately, though, they're just going to push back one more week. So the upshot seems to be in just a little while longer here. Everyone will hopefully be on the same page again
1: it's like Russian dolls. You know what I mean? You're, it's not like, <laughs> not like the city of Chicago is just the city. It is of course nested within Cook County, which is nested within Illinois. So when I did a story and, you know, tried to get pharmacies on what guidelines are you following? And they said, Oh, you know, the, 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 we're following the government guidelines. <laughs> like, that doesn't help. <laughs> okay. What?
0: <laughs> Alex, Chicago's teachers union has had limited bargaining power since 1995. Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio was the number one song in America. But Pritzker signed a bill recently that expands that power. Union members could already bargain over pay, but now they can negotiate things like class size. Why is this considered a blow to Lightfoot?
2: This has been a priority of the Chicago Teachers Union ever since 1995, when the state legislature voted to expand all of the powers of, at that time, Richard M. Daly, who his platform at that time coming in was going to be, I'm going to be the education mayor and fix everything. Um, ever since then, we've had this really centralized, strong mayor system, and the teachers union has been trying to get through legislation. And I think what this really speaks to, maybe more than anything else, is how different Lightfoot's uh, outcomes have been in Springfield or maybe even her power and relationships in Springfield compared to Daley and, and Rahm Emanuel. I mean, he, he was able to really hold this off, the Mayor Emanuel was. Now the dam has finally broken and they've gotten it through. And we are really now looking toward the next big legislative fight between the mayor and the teachers union, which is this fight over an elected Chicago school board. There was a really huge symbolic um movement in this discussion is the Cook County Democratic Party, which is led by, guess who, Tony Preckwinkle, voted overwhelmingly to endorse um, not just the concept of an elected representative school board in Chicago, but specifically the legislation that is pending right now.
0: What's confusing for so many people is the mayor campaigned. She ran commercials on an elected school board, but for the last few years, she has kind of fought it at every turn. What about this current piece of legislation upsets her?
2: When she was elected, she started to really call into question the um, most recent design that stakeholders have settled on, which is to have a 20-member um, school board with 20 different districts around the city. She has said, well, that seems kind of unwieldy. Are we sure that's the right way? She's sort of floated the idea, or her, you know, advocates around her have floated the idea of maybe a hybrid model that's half appointed, half elected. Um, Another recent um, uh, criticism that or or concern, I guess, that um, the mayor has brought up against this is that she says that she wants any school board designed to ensure that it has parent representation. It just comes down to, you know, on Tuesday, the mayor was asked about this and her answer was, just wait, I'm still talking to people. I'm not ready. Let's not rush toward this.
0: Amanda, will this bill get the support in Springfield? It needs to become law.
1: We have definite time for other bills to percolate through the General Assembly. Um, One of the reasons perhaps that you had this groundswell of support, I think, is um, because it it is a symbolic vote. This is not necessarily going to be the plan that becomes the law. You don't have people wanting to... um, Get in the the crosshairs of the teachers unions.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the wide angle view here was this week a sign of just sort of miscommunication, media bluster, or are there some lingering tensions between the governor and mayor,
2: Alex? I think obviously, yes, there are tensions across a whole range of issues. There are tensions over the pace of vaccinations, over how quickly uh, we should be reopening, what it means for them politically. I think it's very early to say there are, you know, certainly we're going to be watching the elected school board issue as something that would really potentially put the two of them on very different sides of a very important salient political issue. Um, Other than that, I, I think we'll just have to wait and see. And I'm curious what Amanda has to say about that, too.
1: Yes, there is tension. That is the very simple answer. Does it mean that um, you know Pritzker and Lightfoot have like voodoo dolls of one another? Certainly, no. <laughs> I'm not, not not saying that, um, but I, I, I think it is impossible to ignore that there is frostiness and friction at the very least.
0: Again, that's Amanda Vinicky, a correspondent with WTTW Channel 11, and Alex Nicken, the editor of Daily Line Chicago. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We have a new segment and we need you to be the guest. You know those opinions you got that maybe you're a little embarrassed to share? You know, unpopular opinions? Well, here at Cash Chicago, we call them weak-ass takes. Here's an example from our friend Sasha Ann Simons, host of WBEZ's Reset.
1: My weak-ass take is
2: that I don't like coffee. I also don't like shellfish, so stay away from me with your shrimp, your crab, and your lobster. And I don't like sushi either. I said what I said.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Lead producer Carrie Shepard, what is your weak-ass take?
1: Brunch. Too expensive. Waste of time. Don't need it. Which I know producer Simone Alisea does not entirely agree with. So, Simone, what's your weak-ass take? Not only do I think a hot dog is a sandwich, but I would argue that burritos, pizza, and Pop-Tarts all qualify as sandwiches. Here is newsletter writer and editor, Sydney Madden. What is your weak-ass take? I like Lollapalooza. I know it's overpriced. I know it's overcrowded, but if it was safely happening this summer, I would definitely go.
0: And of course, I'm your host, Jacoby Cochran, and my weak-ass take is actually a fact. And it's that The Lion King 2 is a better movie. The music is just more fantastic. It's deception. Like, I don't even need... Come on. The, the note alone. Uh, <laughs> okay, here's what we need from you. You need to record and send us your weak-ass take. Our newsletter and our show notes have clear instructions on how to do that. As always... You could have been anywhere in the world this week, and you chose to also be with us. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks. Thank you.
0: I'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.